0: You're going to want to Google Obama, Hillary, conspiracy, lizard people. uh, uh, And uh, when you're there, you're going to see some ridiculous stuff. Uh, You're going to want to Google Black Helicopter. Why does nobody fucking give me any five-star reviews? Uh, And after you give uh, us here at Take the Money and Run, uh, five star reviews on Instagram or uh, whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Uh, you're probably going to want to buy my tactical toilet. Uh, you probably never know when you're going to need it, and um, you know uh, the documents. And we know uh, here what's about to happen. And you're going to you're, you're going
1: to want to YouTube uh, Google uh, Obama Hillary. <laughs> All right that that's that's a minute. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right there, and uh, I'm gonna guess Alex Jones.
2: It was a minute. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, <laughs> who 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 was that? Oh, this is Alex
0: Jones here with there for a war. Okay. Uh,
1: I'm uh. You you need a you need a rail like do a, do a hot rail of meth before you try an Alex Jones impression because you didn't have nearly enough energy. I give that a four out of ten. No, you're right. I'm. I, but I, I, you got the tone good. You got
2: the throatiness word dude see what what happened was we were just talking about this and I said I said press board before we talked about it but I just smoked a huge blunt outside so I'm a little slow in the uh Alex Jones impression methy you know yeah I
1: mean? yeah word up you uh you might want to try a more um lackadaisical, such as a Mitch Hedberg or someone that likes the heroin or ganjaman <laughs>
2: So, uh, but yeah, wait. So, so you were you you, you wait. You just said that there's fucking uh, strawberry margarita swishers.
1: Yeah. So apparently, I went to the uh, the gas station to get a swisher today because I'm in denial about smoking. So I smoke swishers. Um. Do you, Do you
2: inhale or or do you just like puff like a cigar?
1: No, I I just uh, I just you no, know, I inhale sometimes. <laughs> no i uh
2: i just uh yeah no i inhale yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) no you see what happened was so the guy there was like what had happened was hey my friend we have a new flavor of swisher they just came out today because he's indian because he owns the gas station and it could be a lot of yeah yeah so uh so i was like all right let me have it i didn't even look at the kind i got it home apparently strawberry margarita I would say it's about as good as your Alex Jones impression. While I'm not regretting buying it, I don't think I will buy it again.
2: Did it have a salted rim? It did not. I think
1: you have to do that
2: yourself. Well, that are you smoking it right now? Yes. Word, dude. I was kind of hoping that like a half hour ago, you would have got back to me and I would have been outside watering my garden and smoking that, that blunt and, and I would have had to start recording while smoking. But no luck.
1: No, I just got back from the swimming pool. That's cool, dude. Yeah, um, stay exercise, be healthy. You I have to be something, Joe Rogan. In
2: case, in case anybody like you know needs needs your organs at any point, you know. You-
1: Excellent segue, my friend.
2: Boom! It that just fucking happened. <laughs> so, uh, hey, accomplices. Hey, how's everybody fucking doing tonight? Um, welcome to another episode of Take the Money and Run. I am your uh, sometimes very anxious host, James Degro.
1: Not tonight. He's baked like a potato. And I'm Will Bearcat.
2: Hey, I mean, my fearless co-host. Or I, I, I forget what I said for myself, so I might have doubled up on the fearlessness, but um.
1: We're pretty fearless over here to take the money and run. We have to be in order to do a high like podcast really? in the year 2018.
2: You, you, you really need, I, I mean, I've been worried about just releasing this episode and maybe a couple other episodes where like the some higher power was, you know, editing.
1: Is, is this going to be like the drawing of Muhammad podcast version?
2: I mean, if if we want to get, um, like, mowed down in the streets by, like, uh, Xi Jinping's Chinese Communist Party, then we should probably just drop it here.
1: There's but, worse ways to go. Let's do this.
2: There's worse ways to go, and we've talked about it. And um, if there's any accomplice that is a new fucking accomplice, or an old fucking accomplice and you haven't listened to the last episode um episode I think it's 6 uh, the chinese organist part 1 go back in
1: time and fucking listen to this shit do it it was it was i i think this is going to be a better podcast i'm liking the energy tonight
2: i'm stoked let's do it um so uh, last week I was, I was fucking around with this dude's name. So I, uh, I did a little bit more research and found out a little bit more about him, but, um, his, his name is Jiang Zemin. And
1: Can we say that again?
2: Jiang Zemin. Um, J-
1: Jiang Zemin.
2: All right. Yeah. If, if, uh, if you look up whoever served as president of the, uh, people's republic of china from 1993 to 2001 it was jian zemin um first name starts with a j last name starts with a z i don't know how the audio is i'm trying my best um
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um so he served until 2003 but he still uh maintains and uh, he did serve had a super uh hard stronghold over like the intelligence communities, spy factions, horseshit like that of the So
1: chi- so he was like the George Bush senior of Vladimir Putin of China.
2: There's there's so many there there's so many yards of like red string attached with like you know, little little uh pins on like a big map in that statement that I don't even get it myself, but I believe you.
1: Okay, I'm just saying because they were both heads of their uh, respective intelligence services before becoming president of the country, and thus had an excellent rapport with the intelligence services while they were the leader.
0: You're right, we are pretty loose today.
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) So, um... So this guy's, like, 91, 92 years old, like, right now, 2018. But he still maintains, like, a high power um, kind of, like, <clears throat> over, over you know, a lot of the Chinese Communist Party. Um,
1: he's the guy that knows a guy.
2: He's, he's an old guy that knows a guy that used to work with a guy that knows a guy.
1: He knows all the guys.
2: Knows everybody, yeah. So um, Xi Jinping... Uh, he's the current leader of the Communist Party after the uh, 19th, I believe it was um, Chamber of Commerce. I forget. Oh, fucking some Congress or uh, meeting of the Congress of the Chinese Communist Party. That that's when he got like written into the Chinese Constitution, you know, alongside um, Mao Zedong. Yeah. Um. So he's now like uh leader of the. You know, leader of China for life. Basically, he's really, yeah. That's you. Didn't...
1: That's that's quite the power move.
2: You didn't see anything about that. That was pretty recent.
1: I was too distracted by phones that they just released.
2: They're pretty entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I've gotten sucked into a lot of Twitter holes lately, and that's why, like, I don't post anything for at Take the Money Pod. Please follow us on. At Take the Money Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and I couldn't find uh, like I just got sucked into all these ridiculous Twitter holes. So I don't post anything on Twitter. Don't don't follow us on Twitter. But
1: okay, don't don't follow Twitter. Instagram's great. Yeah, that's that's where I used to do my uh, my pot posting because they didn't shut down weed related pages as long as you kept it set to private.
2: And then, well, I think it's like a, a, they, they didn't shut down like weed weed posts um if you didn't like post prices right
1: well if you let it go public then someone could report it and like someone seven year old with an instagram could see it so you had to keep it private but as long as you kept it private like they weren't gonna do shit about it
2: but like if you just go to like the the explore tab on instagram and you see pictures of weed because like the algorithms know that you smoke a lot of weed like those public posts people are people are like red flagging those as
1: well i'm just saying if you're trying to run a business post on instagram for a weed business you want to keep it private because otherwise you run the risk of getting shut down
2: and believe it or not we do have experience in this kind of shit so listen this
1: Now, if we wanted to run an organ harvesting business on Instagram, I don't know what their rules say about that. No, but we're working on it. We're learning slowly. Um, Learn by doing, right? So uh,
2: Xi Jinping um, came into power. Well, no, I mean, he came into power much later, but he started out um, slowly in the 1970s. Um, I saw something that he applied to be a member of the Communist Party like 10 times before 1973 and continually got rejected. Um, so um, once he got brought into the Chinese Communist Party as, you know, some very low level person, um, yeah. he started working his way through different offices and um, like other higher levels of leadership you know, responsibility, um, you know, to this city, to mayor of this province, to, you know, secretary of this, and so on and so forth. Um, By 2016, uh, he was the top official in, like, several major facets of the government. Um, He was head of the Chinese Communist Party, he was head of the state, he was head of the military, um, he was being referred to as like China's paramount leader, you know, quote unquote. Um,
1: So he's the guy.
2: He's the fucking guy right now. And apparently uh, there is a ridiculous um, how do I put this Uh, internal quarrel battle within uh, Jiang Zemin's um, faction of the security agency and some other people within the Chinese Communist Party and, and President Xi's military, state, everything excuse me <coughs> President Xi's everything else um, so uh, these two fucking hate each other and for a while now, they've literally been locked in like this. Jeez, uh, uh, it's like a house of cards.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it's just a power struggle of epic proportions. That's going on all over the world right now.
2: It's going on all over the world. But in China, it's intensely like, um, uh, I mean, I wrote death spiral. Like there's no there's no good way out for either of these two individuals, you know what I mean?
1: So um, it's it's the fucking Thunderdome, two men enter, one man leaves.
0: Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Waiting was a great movie.
2: There's, there's, I mean, backstabbing, there's assassinations, political imprisonments, fucking uh, defamation of characters, and, like, just sowing general chaos, like, within the other person's ranks between these two major... You know, I don't know pieces in the game of the Chinese Communist Party.
1: These political Goliaths, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jean Jean Zemin and Xi Jinping, who's I mean, who's you know the the president right now. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna take a tiny step away from these two fuckheads to talk about um, Guo Wing Wing. Oh fuck! I fucked it. <laughs> Yeah, he did. So, enter Guo Wing Wei. Um, He's like a young, uh, I mean, not too young, maybe 30s, uh, but he's like bro-esque, you know, um, Chinese billionaire businessman. Um, He's a real estate tycoon. Um, He's reportedly uh, worth over fucking 70 billion dollars.
1: Is
2: that a billion with a B. That
1: is billion with a B. Oh man, you could buy a lot of islands with that kind of
2: skrill. So yeah, seventy billion dollars. Um, he's he's you know currently living lavishly in a a, a Manhattan you know New York City um, high rise apartment uh, that real estate records show he purchased for sixty seven million dollars. Like you do. Outright, dude. Just cash. Um, this apartment uh, apparently has like three floors, seven master bedrooms, horse shit like that. Uh, it overlooks Central Park, which uh, you're not an East Coast person, but I am. And Central Park's nice. And I'm sure if you live in one of those buildings that like looks overlooks it, it's nicer, you know.
1: It's all right. I've been there.
2: Okay. I, I underestimated your your everything.
1: My worldliness.
2: Your wor- That's the word.
1: Yes. Well, so, I'm very worldly. I can assure you.
2: I know you're you're a lot more worldly than I think. I, I think there's a lot more to the to the most feral of the bear cats than than I know.
1: Oh, that's this is true. <laughs> there's a fucking bug that got in my house. That's a weird one. I think what is you- June? I think it's a June bug. What are you going to do? Probably kill it. But how? I mean. Shoe. Oh, a shoe. Okay, yeah. going not makes... wait for it to wear itself out first. Continue. I thought you said shoot. Shoot? Yeah. 12 gauge. I'm just going to shoot it. I'm going to kill the bug, the wall, and the neighbor's dog.
2: I said fuck my security deposit like a month ago, so. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, are you
1: having nitrous parties and writing on the walls with sharpies and shit?
2: Oh Jesus Christ. Uh when I was, let's see, sophomore in college, I guess, if you add up the credits correctly.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had I had a wall that I like covered in paper and like put some black lights around it, and we just like got stoned and draw highlighter pictures all over it.
1: That's what's up.
2: It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to this horrible nightmare fucking horse shit. Alright. So, uh, Guo Wingue, um actually defected to the United States. That's why he's in New York City. And, like, the United States and China don't have uh, like any sort of extradition treaty or anything like that so
1: well and i'm guessing if you're worth that many billion dollars you're not going to get extradited anyway
2: probably not but like he's he's totally safe based on our bullshit you know you
1: can't fucking touch him unless they pull a russia like those crazy bastards did and nerve gas someone in the middle of new york was it the middle of New York? I thought it no. Was... That that one was in the middle of London, but London. Same, same basic thing. They pulled that in London. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's... And then the North Koreans did that in Singapore too. So.
2: But they did it to like a blood family member. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, they got him. They got his family member. They got the post. Whoever touched that doorknob, they didn't uh, fucking care.
2: Oh, I thought it was the ones that um that just got like. I thought it was just that uh, Kim Jong-un's brother, like
1: oh yeah, that one that one. I was talking about the Russian one, yeah, they got his brother who was being, who was being kept by China as like a possible you know replacement to him
2: and and like um how it went was like North, the, the North Korean officials or whatever, whoever uh, convinced these like women that they were on a, a reality TV show. No, like... that
1: was that was their defense. I think that's pretty much bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were assassins.
2: Well, everybody you heard it here.
1: Yeah. Ah. Um, but yeah, the other the one in Russia or the one in uh London was crazy cuz it was this Russian guy that defected there and they fucking um somehow just got in there and found where he was and put some nerve agent on his door. Got him, got his daughter, and a bunch of other people were hospitalized just in case. I don't know what's going on with that.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I think last thing I heard, like, they were remotely okay. Like, so I they're,
1: they're, like, still in the hospital, but they might not die?
2: They're, they're most likely n- <clears throat> not gonna die, yeah. Dang. I mean,
0: fucked up.
1: Yeah. Still sends a <laughs> message, but maybe not quite quite as strong of a message i I mean it
2: it did send a message but at the same time it just kind of like pissed people off i think yeah you know like i I know it definitely pissed you know the british people off because it was it was like on their soil so it was kind of like a you know non-sovereign act
1: Oh, yeah, that was that was as blatant as it gets. But, I mean, if you're a Russian spy and you're thinking about defecting, it might make you think twice because if you aren't safe in London.
2: Where are you safe? Because in, in, in my research for this horse shit, every once in a while I came across Eric uh, – I'm, I'm sorry. Is his name – what's his name? Snowden. Mm. What's his first name? Eric? Uh, Edward. Edward, that's what it is. Edward Snowden. I came across him every once in a while and he's in Moscow, reportedly? Something like
0: that?
1: Yeah, he's in Russia. So he's basically the same thing. Like, I'm sure if the CIA got a shot, they would make him as dead as possible.
2: Well, that's exactly how the, the Chinese Communist Party would fucking take out these motherfuckers, if they had the chance. Um, Guo Wingue, uh defected to the United States from China in 2015 after um uh, the guy's name is Ma Ma Jian. Um, he was the Chinese spy agency chief. Um, he came under investigation from the from President Xi's anti-corruption campaign, which is like his, you know, his fucking cornerstone achievement. You know, it's like yeah, a, that's
1: what he's running on. He's trying to get China less corrupt because they're ne- they've basically been known for their corruption since there's been a China.
2: Well, but. Uh, I'm going to bring up the other guy. Uh, I don't have his name right now. Is It's Wang Xi Yang or something like that. Um, but he's the anti-corruption czar. And between him and uh, Xi Jinping, um, that's like their main goal. And, and they've put away um, over a million uh, people that, that they've blamed with corruption.
1: Well, that's a straight-up purge
2: that's that yeah that's exactly what it is but
1: so is that equivalent to like i don't know 140 in americans
2: (laughs) well it definitely doesn't uh have any i'm just
1: saying there's a lot of chinese oh no i i no
2: i understand i'm just saying it it doesn't have any correlation to like the any kind of like organ donation you know numbers gotcha Right, because this is part two, <laughs> and if and if you still haven't listened to part one at this fucking point, you better go back, and you better fucking listen.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about Oregon stealing.
2: Um, so, uh, Majian, um, was arrested by you know Chinese officials because he he was um blamed for taking like millions of dollars in bribes from, uh, Guo Wingue, this, you know, real estate tycoon that we're talking about. Um, uh, Guo Wingue was like close to multiple members of this, you know, Chinese Communist Party intelligence slash spy community. Um, he's actually known to have, uh, like used, um, Jian's Chinese spy intelligence agency, like connections to, um, fuck, where to go? Uh, he used Chinese spy assets basically to blackmail the vice mayor of a major Chinese city, um, over like a real estate dispute because uh, Guo Wing Wei has made his billions and tens of billions of dollars in real estate deals and shit over there. Really? Yeah. I mean, this guy never has to worry about, I, I've seen it. I, I've seen, um, interviews with him. Uh, there was one on vice. That's pretty good that I use some of the information from that, uh, for this, this episode
1: Man, fuck vice, but whatever. Okay.
2: The, uh, I believe you. I believe you. And, uh, but, I lost my spot. <laughs> God damn it! Sorry. Uh, so, uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I'm I'm there, I'm there. So, uh, somehow within you know extra, not his exact, you know, himself, you know, extra lawyers or whatever, he got this vice mayor of this of that city to fucking come and stay in a hotel that also happened to be owned by, um, Guo Wingue and Guo Wingue worked with Ma Jian, the head of the Chinese spy agency to like have complete audio and, and video surveillance of the hotel room that he stayed in. Um, and, uh, the vice mayor, uh, coincidentally was filmed, in a compromising situation. With one of his mistresses. So that. would You do. I mean. No comment. But that was used like. Uh, in President G's, You know sting of corruption. And just bullshit happening within the government. And he you know. I don't know. Is probably in prison. If he didn't get his organs harvested yet. Um, Guo. Wei, like, like, seemed to kind of be on the side of um, President Xi Jinping, uh, you know, side of the Communist Party, not um, Jiang Zemin. But um, as his accusations, you know, kept coming forward, and as he moved uh, in exile to the United States, he moved to New York. He got that fucking crazy apartment or whatever and now he has like a home office YouTube studio basically um it's not quite infowars, but it's definitely more than take the money and run. i'm and... gonna have
1: to go check him out <laughs>
2: if if uh I don't think he speaks in English, but um if you look up Guo wingwe uh you will find dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of information of him like
1: gotcha uh, so he's trying to be free china radio
2: exactly
1: nice um, yes uh
2: so he he changed it from like you know the the original guys he was you know making accusations about to like just general allegations against the chinese communist party um One of his main enemies uh, when he first set out in this was Wang Qishan, um, which was, I think I said this before, which was president Xi's anti-corruption czar. Yeah. After allegations were made by Guo, um, Qishan and other highly ranked officials um, were never charged, you know, for alleged crimes or anything, but, uh, they all su- uh subsequently retired around the same exact time um, really yeah all of all of the guys that Guo Wengue, you know the defector to the united states kind of like made youtube allegations against yeah uh never you know never got tried uh for corruption by president xi jinping but but
1: all they they stepped down
2: they stepped down um later i think it was 2016 um in the uh chinese communist party uh national congress i think it was like the 19th national congress something like that that was really recent that was when you know xi jinping got basically elected in for life uh um wang qishan um got brought up as i don't know some senator or something somewhere so he's still in the chinese communist party but just under a different title, I guess. Gotcha. Um, Okay. So in uh, 2017, Interpol, which is like, I think it might stand for international police, uh, basically. Yeah, that's
1: basically what they
2: are. um, they, They were issued an arrest warrant from the, you know, from China. Um, uh, as like a, a quote, a red notice for um, Guo Jingwei's arrest. Um, the U.S. and China technically have no um, extradition treaty, so like, there's nothing. You know, it's 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 basically like, uh, like I said before, Edward Snowden in Moscow.
1: Yeah, there's they can't fucking touch him.
2: They, I mean, I guess they could. you know um, they can try they can try uh, and and, and, so um, Guo has actually made other accusations Um, I'm just going to go down the fucking list at this point Uh, he claimed that um, there are over 25,000 Chinese intelligence spy agents within the United States operating at this moment
1: Oh I would believe
2: it i yeah no i I believe that for i mean a decent amount of countries, but like for the population that China has absolutely um uh he's also said that um China's hacking abilities like far surpass what we think they're currently capable of um,
1: I would believe that as well,
2: yeah, um he uh, he gave an example of, um, I mean, when, when the documentary, the vice documentary, I know you hate it was filmed. Um, he said within two days or three days, um, a multimillion dollar yacht that he's on because he's an intense billionaire with tons of money and dozens of high speed cars and private planes, all horse shit. Um, He's on one of these fancy yachts, and all of a sudden he starts to have like uh, malfunctions of his iPhone, and it kind of like shuts down. But as it shuts down, um, the yacht that he's on, his yacht, goes into like autopilot mode, haywireness, and pilots like off course and goes crazy. And I-, I didn't see how they like got it back under control, but he blames it on the Chinese government. And hacking.
1: So he says they hacked his yacht through his iPhone, and tried to hijack it.
2: He said that that that's a very regular thing. Huh. Yeah. He has like he has like a dining room table full of iPhones basically that that have been hacked. His Twitter accounts have been shut down here and there. There's actually um, footage on C-SPAN of Marco Rubio talking to, like, a Facebook, um, you know, uh, main counsel lawyer about why they shut down Guo Wingwe's you know, Facebook accounts and this and that, um, this goes deep, it, it's, it's, oh, I, I don't know, I, I'm not as disturbed as last week, but, oh man, um.
1: Yeah, this is some political intrigue shit.
2: There, uh, so this is where it starts to to you know intersect the um, you know what am I trying to think of? This is this is the Venn diagram portion of our of our two parter um, organs. Uh, oh wait, no, that's later. Never mind. I have one more story. Um, there was a son of a very wealthy you know, Chinese. Millionaire, billionaire, businessman, um, and he actually died in a car accident. He died in a high speed wreck while he was driving his, you know, high per, high, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, high performance Ferrari. Um,
1: As opposed to those regular ass Podunk Ferraris.
2: Fuck Ferraris! Uh, if it's not high performance, and so investigators, you know, checked out the scene, figured out that. Uh, this billionaire's son was naked while driving and had multiple prostitutes in the car who also died in the collision.
1: So he basically pulled a Jack Kennedy, but uh, <laughs> had the good sense to die in the car with the prostitutes.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but but the thing is, when Guo way came came to America and started making all these allegations and everything, he said that that was a hit.
1: Interesting.
2: That that guy was basically suicided. And that the fact that he was naked and he was with prostitutes was like um uh some kind of symbolism in murder. You know what I mean?
1: Gotcha. So it was like to make him look bad and yeah.
2: Oh yeah. He was <laughs> he was made to look really bad and this was you know of china i mean i'm sorry chinese um, traditions and stuff this is like really bad so it was embarrassing you know Uh, on top of just heartbreaking that your son has died it's also intensely embarrassing the way he died
1: yeah so and who was this guy again he was—he was just like a
2: rich, like like a really rich son of a, you know, hyper-rich Chinese businessman.
1: Okay, so so basically they're saying, "We'll we'll kill and embarrass your family if you don't play ball," kind of thing. Oh yeah, and this was Chinese intelligence. Yeah, did you kill him?
2: Uh, I mean, no, you know, not a lot. Or of the...
1: it's it's what's implied.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um so uh China China's for, former leader um that we talked about before Jian Zemin actually had two sons. Um Jian uh so so like my name's James Degro, you know, my brother's name is something something Degro. If we were Chinese, our name would be like Degro James and Degro-something-something. Does that make sense? That makes sense. They say the the last names first, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Weird. So um, his two sons were named uh, Zhang Mianheng and Zhang Mianheng. Guo actually claimed in, you know, all these things once he defected that Zhang Mingheng had multiple surgeries, We're starting to starting to get into that Venn diagram, Um, multiple surgeries uh, from bad kidneys. So he needed organ transplant. Gotcha. Um, He received multiple transplants, uh, totaling three separate kidneys. He reportedly, you know, got Um,
1: Jesus Christ. How many kidneys can one person go through? I don't know but but like sp- what the fuck was he
2: doing supposedly from 2004 to 2008 this dude received like organs from five different Falun Gong practitioner prisoners that we talked about in the last episode so five people's lives ended so this dude could get three kidney transplants
1: that that math doesn't even add up but okay
2: I that's I was looking this up, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> but but what I'm thinking is maybe they thought it thought they might have a match, and then after they harvested the organ, it didn't match,
1: or maybe got two kidneys at a time, which would be weird, but <laughs> I don't
2: know man like, like yeah like you're saying the the, the math doesn't add up
1: and yeah for three kidneys yeah that way yeah
2: well well like the thing is for a lot of these surgeries that I, you know I'm about to talk about like it the math just doesn't fucking add up at all
1: I'm just imagining they like take a kidney out of one put it in him and then shoot another one in the head just for kicks just because he doesn't he's not a true communist yeah. um, That's what you get for not having a good kidneys, bitch. <laughs> so, so apparently um,
2: other members of Yang Zemin's family, friends, you know, close associates, shit like that, were also receiving these organ transplants. So this is where we were talking about last week, like, where did all those extra organs go? Members of the Chinese Communist Party and or their friends, associates, such and such. Um, official transplant records show that the average um, was about 10,000 transplants per year, which per, you know, population capita is, is roughly the general average for the world. Um, but uh, when investigators began like looking into these claims and stuff Um, you know hearing the violent horrible claims of organ harvesting coming out of China they started to look into like the different hospitals and stuff we talked about this last time yeah they they looked into like the hospital records of transplant procedures versus the state records, I guess. And, um, the, the difference was about 10 times.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs>
2: yeah. So, so the state had about 10,000, uh, organ transplants on record and the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, the, the, records from the hospitals after they got, you know, audited or whatever, uh, added up to about a hundred thousand per year. That's a lot of organs. A lot of fucking organs. And if you're talking a 3 to 5 ratio, like we said, in that guy's son or whatever, that's a lot of prisoners.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, some prisoners could probably donate multiple organs, but still.
2: My my liver's probably undonatable at this point.
1: Dude, that's a huge industry.
2: <laughs> well, that's that's it's it's like a it's a big conspiracy that this is where china's big boom has come from that their uh financing for a lot of things have come from this organ harvesting like, like you were saying last time it's it's a, it's a lucrative industry
1: yeah and i mean shit you used to like finance your shadow government or whatever by by selling drugs internationally and now it's selling organs which is way darker
2: um yes <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no it's ah oh, shit yeah you used to just like talk to the nicaraguans and the you know the contras and just trade some, some weapons for money for drugs or whatever and in like a triangle scheme and you know that's how you funded yourselves. But now uh you have to like intern people.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So um all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna power through this now because because I have more than I thought I would have. Um, so uh yeah, this fucking guy's son had, you know, three transplants, possibly more. And, uh, yeah, the official transplant records were literally 10 times, you know, what they showed in, I, I, I'm sorry, the hospital records were 10 times what the actual official government records were for transplants. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think you said, really, like, five minutes ago when I said that.
1: When you said that the first time, it shows said how that. much attention I'm paying.
2: We're both doing a really good job. Fuck um, yeah! <laughs> so uh, there's this professor um, that works at the uh, Military University Hospital of Shanghai, um, and uh, his name is Li Bao Bao Shun. Mm-hmm. He falls to his death from the twelfth floor of uh, the military university. Hospital of Shanghai.
1: <laughs> That's one heck of a demotion.
2: Um yeah, I mean I guess he just had it, you know. Uh not long after uh Li Bao Shan, um uh Li a different spelling of Li. Uh Li Li um director of the same hospital, also jumps from the same spot, the same twelfth floor balcony that Li Bao Shan jumps.
1: Accidents happen
2: these two are not the only uh surgeons slash doctors slash heads of staff or whatever that were in the know of um uh jean Miang's kidney transplants. These were the guys that did Jean Zemin's son's multiple kidney transplants That's and... what I, I
1: guess I guess it's good not to know too much. It's
2: really good not to know too much, um, because uh, several family members of these guys, other hospital officials, everything that have, like, knowledge, they're in the know of, like, the Chinese organ harvesting horseshit. Or, like, just, you know, people that literally have physically participated in the surgeries and the transplants. Um, They feared for their fucking lives, obviously, because they figured out that multiple people were plunging to their deaths in the same ways they were being suicided, you know, like it, uh, it was very clear uh, oh, fuck um, so, so like a group of these people, I don't think it was like more than 12 maybe um, 12 to 15 maybe, possibly, I don't know if Nobody, nobody tweets at me anyway so nobody's gonna fucking correct me uh, yeah so but, the yeah,
1: so of these uh 16 people
2: right these these fucking uh 984 and million three people uh yeah. they flee to malaysia to get the fuck away from the Chinese mainland and you know they just want to fucking get the fuck away from this shit basically because they're
1: so that's it, amateur as fuck because you know you'd think they would get wise to it so you should have like suicided them all at once you know Well, I I mean, you you,
2: you think of, like, the the general fact that there's probably, like, a half a million to a million of these Falun Gong practitioners slash
0: Tibetans,
2: Christians, anybody else that is against the Communist Party in captivity at any given time. They can, you know, uh, just pick you up. I, I don't understand how these people actually made it away. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, once these people were in Malaysia, um, like Chinese security forces, security officials, I'm, I'm sure they spoke nicely on the phone. But basically what they did was they, like, <sighs> the Chinese officials basically communicated, like, look, whatever you think is not true, everything's cool. If you come back, we're not going to press any charges. There's not going to be anything wrong. Don't worry about it. Come on back. We'll pay for your flight. We'll figure out everything.
1: Don't do it. Don't
0: do it. It's a Don't trap. do fucking do it. Don't fucking do it.
2: <laughs> but they, they do do it.
1: They did it. all.
2: Oh. they do do it. Um, so these, you know, 10 to 15 people, uh, Finally, fucking decided uh, to go back to China, and they board a flight um, bound for Beijing. Um, so this brings me to my next bullet point, which uh, this is going to segue into my favorite conspiracy of all time.
1: Oh shit! Was it what I was it the flight? I think it is. I think it's exactly what you're thinking. It what it is? That Malaysian Airlines flight that just fucking disappeared.
2: I don't know if anybody knows what you're talking about. The so <laughs> so we're going to talk about um Malaysian Airlines flight 370 direct
1: uh, service to bikini bottom
2: also known as MH 370 um it's uh, direct service from Kuala Lumpur Malaysia to Beijing China um the the aircraft itself is a Boeing 777 um uh. They took off and last made voice contact with air traffic control at 1:19 local time on March 8, 2014. Three minutes later, uh, the it disappeared off off of radar. Essentially, um, several theories have been put forward, but no concrete evidence of the plane. And it's uh, I, I believe it was. 227 passengers and 11, uh, 11 crew members on board uh, are have never been heard from, never found, nothing of this flight.
1: Dang. So I guess the moral of the story is don't fly on a plane if there's Chinese wanted by their state on the plane too.
2: Don't do that or don't fly if you're wanted by the Chinese state, I think as well.
1: Oh, also, it sounds like the Chinese government may not be the most trustworthy.
2: I don't know if any government is very trustworthy.
1: Well, but then again, I guess they kept their word that like charges wouldn't be pressed. That that was one thing that I that I did think about. They they probably said like, "Hey, if you come back to China and you will be safe in China,"
2: but they didn't say anything about the flight along the way. Thing will happen once you get here. I promise. So, um... sneaky. Where the fuck was I? Uh, Several theories have been put forward, but yet no concrete evidence of the planet's 238 passengers and crew have ever been found. The first um, theory that I came across, trying not to burp, excuse me, was um, 500 pounds of lithium ion batteries were um, on the manifest as cargo. And lithium-ion batteries are apparently most volatile when they're first manufactured, and um, these batteries, 500 pounds of which, were manufactured within 24 hours of being put on the plane. So basically, at their most volatile.
1: Were and they manufactured by a Chinese company?
2: I don't. I, I didn't see that. That was never connected. But I assume most of that horseshit probably is. interesting all my all my phone batteries that i've ordered from amazon and shit over
0: the years have always been
1: because i mean the chinese can basically control any of the shit they make they're starting to find well it's interesting like that that might have been the like a very subtle way to bomb a plane
2: well that's that's exactly what
1: Guo Wingwe was saying when he had that he had
2: his cell phone, his new iPhone or whatever, or iPhone some number. And um once he brought it onto his yacht, it like malfunctioned and took control of his yacht, and the thing just like sped away in chaos.
1: Yeah, yachts aren't supposed to do that.
2: No, and iPhones aren't supposed to do that either. <laughs> um so uh Yeah, so that was that was theory number one that that shit, you know, like caught fire like a, you know, galaxy note or whatever on the plane and um, in the cargo hold caused a fire that brought the plane down. That's one theory, Um, a second theory uh, that's kind of backed up to some extent, and then totally uh, what's the fucking word? Made bullshit is not the word, but that's what I'm thinking of. Debunked um, is a passenger hijacked it. Um, The uh, radar indicated that MH370 diverted from its original flight path bound for Beijing. Um, uh, It made almost a 180 degree turn on radar. Um, before it disappeared and, and headed like back Southeast or I'm sorry, Southwest towards like the, uh, fuck, I fucking lost it. I'm sorry. But, um, but yeah, like it turned around or something, right? Yeah, no, that's, that's on radar. That's recorded. That's, that's proof. It, It turned around.
1: Now, was it headed like directly back to another airport or the same airport?
2: No, not not towards the same airport. It wasn't a complete 180 degrees. It was like uh like forty-five degrees less, I would say, if I had to like, you know, think about it. Yeah. Uh, and it just kind of headed out like into the sea. This uh not the South China Sea, the Indian Ocean is where it got lost, I think, eventually. Um Interpol, uh the guys that we were talking about before, like International Police basically uh, reported that two Iranian nationals on board flight um, MH370 uh, got on board with stolen passports or forged passports. Um, after, you know, like investigation into them and everything, it, it, they there was no terrorist connection. You know, like they did commit the crime of getting on board with, International passports or whatever, but there was no connection from them, basically. But it, it's a possibility, I guess. Um, uh, where's the fucking third one? Uh, the 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 third one is pilot suicide. Um, let me find his fucking name. I wrote it on the second the second page. Zahari Ahmad Shah. Um, was a 53 year old captain of commercial airliners that worked for Malaysian Airlines. Um, what was interesting about this, and what brings some validation to this theory, is that the the transponder, and it was called like an ACE, a-, a scars system, um, you know, some kind of ac- acronym, uh, was like a modern tracking slash safety system. Um, but they were physically turned off, like there 's no other way than a human being turning them off in the cockpit for them to go off mid flight and those were turned off um, now, d-
1: and so there 's no way that could have malfunctioned it Someone must have turned it off well, there would have to be two things that
2: malfunctioned at the same time, and both were both were based to track the location of the flight okay. So they were both turned off. They were both manually turned off. Okay. Uh, Flight tracking satellites, no rad. Um, There was a military, I'm sorry, a naval base, American naval base, um, close to where this flight supposedly went down that had some of the most sophisticated radar technology at the time that without a doubt, would have been able to pick up this flight taking off, turning around, coming down, and figuring out exactly where it hit the water, but nobody's ever really disclosed that information. Um, so, flight satellites showed, and you know, apparently, this you know United States radar you know uh, setup should have showed and did show that. This flight traveled for five more hours after it lost, um, you know, radio contact, radar contact with just the general Earth's, uh, you know, air traffic control. So it could have went above 50,000 feet, which would evade, um, you know, radar, but it would also uh, expiciate. I'm sorry, asphyxiate everybody on board. You know. really, so They would all pass out, basically, from lack of oxygen. If they went e even, up... even if those yellow bags dropped out of the ceiling? Yeah. Dude, okay. And all of our accomplices still listening at this point, if you're ever on a flight, you need to take some some advice from me right now. There was there was a flight that um uh, I forget what happened, um, The engine on a Southwest flight exploded very recently. Oh,
1: dude. Yeah, I heard
2: about that. And it blew out the window. And this woman basically, like, half her body got physically sucked out of that tiny little passenger window. And she's dead, obviously, and rest in peace. But, like, the the oxygen bags and masks fell down you know, for everybody on the flight and everybody, of course it's 2018. Everybody's taking selfies of each other of, you know, all this shit while this is happening. And, uh, what officials and experts have seen in these selfies is that not a single person on the fucking flight put on the oxygen mask properly. (laughs) Really? So if they actually were going to die from oxygen asphyxiation, they were still gonna die, even if they put the fucking things on, because everybody just put it over their mouth. Nobody put it over their nose and mouth. Everybody put it over, like, their mouth and chin. It's like a yellow cup, you know? Yeah. It seems uncomfortable to put it over your mouth and nose, but that's how you survive, I guess.
1: Interesting.
2: Tangent fucking central. Um, Yeah,
1: so safety tips, too. We're We're expanding our podcast into all kinds of different realms today.
2: Not only do you know how much your organs are worth, but you also know how to survive in an aircraft emergency.
1: (laughs) That's like a lot of people's greatest fear, though, when they're flying. It's like engine explodes and you get sucked out of the airplane. Yeah, no, that was that was basically
0: the
2: entire story. And I mean, they they landed safely, you know, (laughs) minus one. Minus one, right? <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh,
1: like the fuck you landed safely?
2: Oh shit! Oh shit! All right, we're almost done. We're almost done. I'm gonna get through this. I promise. So, um, the pilot suicide was like the third, you know, main conspiracy theory for this. Um, uh, showed that yeah, yeah, he travels for five more miles, um. And and the the flight path itself indicated that uh, oops sorry that um, a physical human being was controlling the aircraft like it was that unsteady you know it was definitely not on autopilot for five hours um uh yeah the fifty three year old captain um, his name was Zahir uh, Ahmad Shah um but uh, he actually had like this extensive big fancy multiple screen huge nerd flight simulator in his house can you picture what i'm talking about like yeah yeah
1: that's that's pretty badass
2: multiple screens you know what i mean yeah um before he died you know piloting this aircraft um uh, well after i'm sorry Uh, inspectors you know went because they were worried about his suicide so they wanted to like go and inspect all his stuff they um, found that he had actually created within this flight simulator like a saved route where essentially he took off from Kuala Lumpur um, made uh, almost U-turn in the same spot that mh370 made the u-turn and disappeared and the 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 flight path ended remotely around the same spot that officials thought that mh370 would have disappeared into the ocean so this guy had like a blueprint (laughs) as his uh flight plan in his fake flight simulator dang i i mean it's very interesting um but yeah, it followed his his uh fucking. What am I trying to say? His simulator route saved definitely followed most of the, uh, the route that MH three seventy was presumed to take. Um,
1: Do you think someone could have pulled a Dark Knight Rises and like jumped onto the plane and shot out the windows and caught it with another plane and then had Bane on there saying I'm crashing this plane with no survivors and then stealing people and then that happens I was born in the darkness
2: (laughs) (laughs) but no I don't think so
1: (laughs) okay okay
2: my answer um August uh 2017 um The man, uh, the the main fucking dude investigating flight MH370, Um, he was actually about to deliver uh, newly found parts from the passenger jet or suspected to be, you know, the Malaysian Airlines passenger jet that went missing. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was shot dead pretty, pretty quickly.
1: (laughs) Well... Who uh, who shot him?
2: That's unknown, but uh, they probably had like a a big CCP Chinese Communist Party logo on their lapel. Gotcha. Uh, got
1: like a Mao tie pin.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, or I mean, we're we're coming to the end of this. This is my last bullet point um, because it's the most recent. Uh, January of this year, 2018, um, a search vessel looking for flight MH370 disappeared for three whole fucking days. And um, uh, it, it disappeared for three days after it mysteriously turned off the same sorts of transponder systems that the flight MH370 had also turned off.
1: and where was this like a chinese search vessel uh it was just a search
2: vessel was all i saw
1: so were there people on it oh yeah and like did they did they intentionally like do that to hide or is it like
2: did they like report a bermuda triangle kind of thing like i no
1: yeah was like was it i'm i'm just wondering why those got turned off and like were the people okay or did like a ghost ship come out or what was going on
2: i think the people were okay but uh, i it's it's kind of like they had i mean i would assume i want to say that they had you know like a malfunction in their computers based on some unknown source that kind of like disappeared them from the system and and yeah it's not like they were coming back saying that we didn't disappear. They were saying what had happened.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah, but they had disappeared. Um, So, uh, that's where my notes end, but let me just say, if you fuck with the Chinese Communist Party, you're gonna get your organs fucking harvested, and or You're gonna end up in like a a Ferrari surrounded by dead hookers, wrapped around a telephone pole.
1: I mean, for me, that sounds like uh, kind of the best case scenario. So,
2: I mean, it's it's better than I'm doing right now. I'll be (laughs) completely honest. Or man can dream. Or you might you might get on a flight and uh, you might literally never be heard from again. But uh, so, yeah, so that's my um, end of the part two of uh, the Chinese organist, um, the Chinese Communist Party's illegal harvesting of organs from live Falun Gong practitioners. Um, It's tied into Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 As far as I'm concerned, as far as a lot of other people are concerned,
0: you're going to want to Google uh, Obama, Hillary, uh, lizard people, uh, conspiracy. Uh, We have the documents. Uh, Everybody smells like sulfur. And I I just I just feel their energy, their evil energy and you know, and uh... yeah, thanks for
2: listening to fucking uh, take the money and run
1: man i'm just wondering like how many chinese spies if i've met any chinese spies in my life
0: oh you have i'm sure you have
2: i
1: know i've probably met at least two yeah now i'm thinking back like everyone i knew from college who was like doing really well in school huh
2: huh right
1: they've infiltrated like the highest levels by now huh right uh But,
2: uh, yeah, we've gone on pretty fucking long for today's episode. That we have. But, um, yeah, do you got any fucking follow-up thoughts or anything? I mean...
1: Uh, No, that's crazy. I didn't know all that about uh, Malaysian Airlines flight... What was it?
0: 370.
1: Flight 370? Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy, and that... Like, I thought it was just some weird thing that CNN decided to cover the disappearance of an airplane for a ridiculously long time.
2: No, CNN knows. You know, they're they're told what they can and they cannot report on, I think, to an extent.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, I didn't know that there was that much craziness around it.
2: Oh, I, I, I thought the second I said Chinese uh, something organ harvesting and you were like, oh, I think this I think I know where this goes. I thought you like knew the entire story.
1: No, I didn't know that much.
2: That's oh, crazy!
1: Shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, this was this was awesome. This is the kind of I've been fascinated this whole podcast.
2: Dude, this is hands down. This Trump's JFK this trump's fucking 911 this trump's anything as eh, i don't know about that i don't know this is my favorite conspiracy theory just based on the fact that like there's so there's more evidence than anything else
1: well yeah but that like doesn't that make it less of a conspiracy where it's like yeah the chinese government obviously did it the only question is how
0: oh yeah no they did it yeah they did it
1: <laughs> so so it's like that's not even much of a conspiracy theory it's just like a conspiracy fact
2: Well, yeah, no, I think at that point you call it just a conspiracy. Yeah. Like, um, I think a conspiracy theory is like, I think this happened, but, like, this is so documented in fact that this is a a conspiracy. Like,
1: Watergate was a conspiracy. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) There was definitely conspiracy. The only questions are the specifics backtrack my
2: previous statement this is my favorite fucking conspiracy
1: <laughs> gotcha
2: and um
1: thank you and, and huh oh no what what were you gonna say yeah I was gonna say that's and just the the crazy things that we don't know about that like how did it actually come down dude yeah sorry no i'm I'm just I'm just wigging out over this
2: no no we could go over this for a very long time uh because i mean just just the general oversight that i gave of the chinese communist party and like these two leaders and you know a couple of their you know high ups i mean it's just the 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 snowflake off the fucking tip of the iceberg basically
1: (laughs) oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna get online tonight probably and do some like internet searching and like get to the bottom of this nonsense. this is fascinating
2: there's there's um there's good material uh, and factual material on on the organ harvesting facet of this but but not a whole lot um, connecting it to um, Malaysian airlines flight three seventy where I got that uh, conspiracy idea from was um mysterious universe podcast which is these two australian guys and they're great and um yeah they talked about it um i don't know i had to like search in their archives to find the little tidbit but uh that's where i found out about it And i was just like
1: holy shit (laughs) all right so wait so it is documented though that those people who who were on that flight were the ones that were fleeing from the chinese government
2: yeah absolutely they're on the passenger manifest huh oh yeah this is like i like i said last time how the the conspiracy for the organ harvesting was you know had its cock out flapping in the wind yeah literally has like pulled its pants off and like mooned the entire world <laughs>
1: man they lack subtlety but maybe that's the point
2: i it, it's um uh, like just uh, oh man yeah i don't even know the word i lost it i'm not going to try and find it um so uh thank you everybody for listening this far uh sorry we've been long but um uh this was another episode of take the money and run uh i, I mean i'm sorry Podcast where we talk about fucking heists and sometimes shit getting stolen from your abdominal region, Uh, following and and planes getting stolen from midair. That's yeah. We didn't even think think about that as a heist itself. I guess this is a two part heist, really. Um, Uh Huh? Wow. This is meta as fuck. (sighs) (laughs) So. Follow us on fucking Instagram at Take The Money Pod because I don't give a shit about Twitter anymore. And, um, yeah, fucking give us a five-star review. I love doing fucking uh, impressions and shit. And I love talking about fucking weird shit and people s- stealing shit. So I like talking to Will, too. Um, Fuck yeah. We're killing it with this podcast. I think we're doing okay. People have told me it's okay. Cool, I'll take it. And for, like, under 10 episodes, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you, everybody. Thank you, accomplices. Uh, nobody, nobody was on flight MH370 that's listening to this, so you all made it, and you all escaped the fucking Chinese Communist Party. Uh, next week, hopefully, we'll talk about some regular bank robbery or some fucking you know, money heist, uh, and it won't be cringeworthily horrible. Um, say something, Will, for fuck's sake. Yep. Yep. All right. I think that's a good spot to end it. That's it. All right. Cool.